Welcome to Alumni Evolution, the official podcast of the Kentucky Wesleyan College Alumni Association. Join us each week as we interview incredible alumni and friends and follow the evolution of their lives. Welcome, everybody. We are here again with another edition of Alumni Evolution, the official podcast of KWC Alumni. I am Doug Hoyt. I have the privilege of being your host, and I have an extra special guest today. I have Dallas Thornton. Dallas is a uh, 1966, 67, is that the right, Dallas? Champion. Yeah, yeah back in the 60s uh, and has a, a, a storied history. And yeah. we want to spend a little time getting to know Dallas. Okay. So first of all, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you. And I'm glad to be here. Glad to be able to be here. Absolutely. I I tell people all the time, uh, every day's a good day. Some are just better than others. That's right. That's right. But just to be able to wake up in the morning and start the day is a blessing. Vertical is a good thing. That's true. Yes, (laughs) sir. (laughs) So uh, tell us a little bit about your time here at Wesleyan. Well, I came here in 1964. That's about uh, 60 so years or so ago. Wow. I was, uh, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. I attended Mel High School, and I came here to Kentucky Wesleyan uh, on basketball scholarship. The reason, and I don't know if you know this, Sarge, but the reason I came to Kentucky Wesleyan was because the coach, the guy strong that coached me at Mel High School my sophomore year, Became the head coach here at Kentucky Wesleyan. Oh, wow. And that had a lot of influence on me because he was a very good person. He was a person that my mother trusted. So, Absolutely. So all the schools I went visit, I came back to Kentucky Wesleyan. And I am glad that I did. Uh, so, you know, I think most everybody that passes through the doors is happy they had the experience here. Oh, yeah. What, um, what made it special for you? Well, I think the fact that uh, we was a very small school, uh, I don't know if you remember, but when I came to Wesleyan, there was less than 550 students. Not many more when I was here. Yeah, not many more. So so we was a very small college. Uh, The professors was very, very, very good to me. They helped me. Uh, We were a small classroom. We didn't have a huge classroom like huge colleges. I think at the most, we would have 15 students in the classroom, and in some, um, we'd have seven, eight, depending on what you was taking. But I think it was that family, that family environment that yeah, Kentucky Wesleyan Yeah, and you got provided. a little more, uh, a little more uh, kind of intimate. Yeah, help. a little more attention about what you yeah. do and who you're doing it with. Uh, like I said, I came on basketball scholarship. Uh and when, when I got here, my first year here wasn't too good in basketball. <laughs> we was 10 and 12 or 9 and 12. It wasn't very good. And so my sophomore year, we went from being a below 500 team uh, to winning a Division two national championship. Oh, and wow. And we went from, 20, from to 9 and 12 to 24 and 6. Uh my junior year, we went twenty-seven and four, and my senior year, we was twenty-eight and three. And so, each year we got a little, little bit better, and uh, we played in two championship games and one third-place consolation game. And we was a very small school. We was always the smallest school in the tournament. Absolutely, and, and still are. Still, if we, if we, say, make we it. may be still the smallest school in the tournament. So, but it's that 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 smallness, that family, that that Kentucky Wesleyan offer. Like I say, we uh, you could you could you could walk for uh, you could walk for seven minutes and cover the whole campus in nineteen sixty four. Yeah, we had three buildings and. One, two, three, three buildings and four dorms, two girl dorms, two boys dorms, and one administrative, one cafeteria, and one uh, the Quasit hut. 
Oh, which yeah. was the, the yep. sports, uh, the education building. That was quite a building at Kwanzaa Hut. It was, oh, it was still here when I was here. Yeah, in the yeah, 80s. You said, yeah. So you saw, oh, yeah. yeah I was, I'm surprised it survived that long. It reminded <laughs> you of an old military hut. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's yeah. what we call it, the Kwanzaa Hut, and there's a lot went on in the Kwanzaa Absolutely. Hut. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, people knew you when you were here. You know, yes. I mean, they knew your name. It wasn't just a. Another student, right? Exactly. Well, like I said, we knew. I, I probably, like I said, five hundred or less. I probably knew four hundred of them by first name. Absolutely. You well, know. you probably went to high school with more than. Well, I did. Yeah, I went to Mail High School, which was a pretty large, probably one of the largest schools in the state of Kentucky, certainly in in Louisville. And I think in my graduating class, we had almost 500 students in my my high school graduating class. So to have four classes, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year students all and we combined to be about 500 there was it was quite a time where I, I, I coming from the sidewalks and concretes of city of Loba and coming to Kentucky Wesleyan with all the grass and all yeah, the, yeah you know all the uh, space so, little culture shock. Yeah, it was a little culture shock in, uh, in a different a different way. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, how many championships did you win? I won two. I won in 66 and I won 66 and 68. I lost in 67. Uh, we finished third. We finished third. And then the 69, I was gone, but Wesleyan won. And then, so we won three, uh, three years out of four years and finished third. So for four years, we was in the final four. Well, congratulations uh, it, to you for that. I yeah. mean, it, 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 it's a huge, huge uh, thing to be able to say you won a championship in anything. No, one, that's right. But to win two and to be that close for three, yeah. that, that's that's an absolute wonderful feat. Yeah, and you know what makes it made it even more, uh, in my opinion, made it even more spectacular feat was the fact that we was never favored. We was my sophomore year. We was the last team and invited to the tournament. Oh, really? And we won championship. And then underdog. My, yeah, we was underdog all the way. That was quite an adventure. We had a chance. To, we had a chance to lose and never get there because we trailed eight points with twenty eight seconds to go. Oh wow! And in some kind of way, God willing, we tied the game up and won it in overtime. But oh, but, see, that's a cool story. Yeah, yeah. Because twenty eight seconds, you think with eight point lead, you would think nine times out of ten, that's a wrap, you know? Oh yeah, with, <laughs> with that short of time. Yeah, yeah. And then, so where then, did they play those? We played uh, the championships was played in Evansville, Robert Stadium. Okay, and of course that was that was to our advantage because we didn't have to stay in the hotel. Like go on the road, we just drive back and was 35 like miles. Like a home game. Yeah, it was 35 miles from Westland to a Robert Stadium. So yeah. that, was, that was a home game. And uh, usually when we got to, if we got to Robert Stadium, we felt like we was home. So, Oh, that's neat. So any people on that team? That uh, you know, people might want to know who was who. Well, I I played with I really played some really good guys, and I'm sure people in Orangeboro, especially if they're about our age. Uh, I played George Tinsley. Matter of fact, George and I we played in college and in high school. We both went to Mail and played in Mail. Then we both came to Kentucky Western. Uh, George is really a, a tremendous alumni of Kentucky Western. He's he'll be here for for the event. Uh, Dick O'Neill and the yep. guy who you probably know, you probably see him around trying to run him off, Tommy Hopgood. You yep. know, he lives still here. He still lives here in Orangeboro. And uh, that was us. And then I had, I was unbelievable. We had, my senior year, we had four guys from Mail High School on oh. that team. You know, myself, well, that's, that's George. Oh, we had five George Tinsley, Van Stanley, Eugene Smith, and and uh, John Duncan, was all, we all went to okay. Mel. We were all different years at Mel, but we all went to Mel, and we all came to Kentucky Wesleyan. And we all played on at least two championship teams. So that was, wow. that was good. And uh, we had uh, 
we had a guy named Sam Smith who I don't know. There's Sam one. This I played with Sam one. Sam two was here when you was here in '85. Yes. yes. <laughs> and they was pretty much the same making character of ball player. They was just like you get out of their way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. were very physical. Sam was. I'm gonna a, run you over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sam was six six, about two sixty, and. uh he was a, a hell of a ball player, and so we we rode his coattail. We had a guy named Don Bradley from Illinois who could shoot the ball, shoot the lights out of it. And the guy that came back here just today to be to be with me for the event this evening, uh, Roger Cordell, he and I played guard together. Yep. And uh, Roger was he's about as quick as guy I ever seen, seen on the basketball court. And I think it, it, it was unbelievable. We was talking about um, – Roger and myself and then uh George and Sam and George and, and, and George and Dick. Uh and we all we all went through that uh, went through that time frame of playing here at Wesleyan and we had some really good teams and we had some really good players. We had a lot of guys that was on the team uh who who had different roles. Right. And uh and the only thing that's sad about it, uh, Mr. Hart, is the fact that last year, 2022, we lost four of those guys. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And so they was, uh, we lost four of those guys that I named that was, uh, and, uh, like we said earlier, you're just lucky to still be here. Every day is lucky a blessing. Lucky for every day. And every day, and you count your blessings. And, and thank the Lord for the opportunity to see Absolutely. one more son. So, Dallas, you had the opportunity when you left Kentucky Wesleyan. Uh, you, you, you've had a pretty rich career after yeah. that. Well, yeah, I was fortunate. I say, uh, you got to be in the right place at the right time. Yes, sir. Just as much as being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, isn't that true? <laughs> One way or the other. But yeah, I got to play with, uh, I played in the ABA with Miami Floridians when I left Kentucky Western. I played a year and a half and then I joined the Globetrotters in 19... 19- the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, 1969. And I played with the Harlem Globetrotters from 1969 to 1984. During the course of those 15 so years, I traveled around the world three times. I was in 75 foreign countries. Uh, was part of Queen Elizabeth's 25th Silver Anniversary in which we played a game in now some royal. Cool. Yeah, and members of the royal family came to the game and one of the royal family members uh, threw the basketball up and, and, and uh then I went to uh, uh, the White House three times while I was at Globe Charles. With Who the were the presidents? President uh, Gerald Ford. We was there in 1973-74. And then in Jimmy Carter, we was there for 19 twice. I met Jimmy went 77 to, to see the uh, uh, president. And then 77, we went to... And Rosalind Carter, who was president of the yep. of American Heart Association, and we was members of her. Uh, 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 we was members of her uh, conglomerate that we went out and we preached and talked about it. And sometimes we go visit a lot of hospitals in the name of American Heart Association. We went visit a lot of young kids in cancer. Um, and went to a hospital in Philadelphia, which was uh, something that you never forget because, boy, those all those kids were so small, and they was like. And we went to the hospital in uh, um, St. Jude in uh, uh, Memphis. Uh, so those are things that you never forget. You never forget you those. Were, you never forget those. You see those kids, and then those happy. They was happy just to see us, and then you know how short they time it, it was going to be. It was. Um, well, it was, it was devastating. Like, so, Harlem Globetrotters. Uh-huh. Now, uh, the Harlem Globetrotters are still around today. Yeah. But the heyday of the Harlem Globetrotters was mm. when you were with them. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was yes. the Meadowlark Lemon, Curly yeah, Neal. Absolutely. Uh, Geese, Osby. It was a totally different, uh, it was a different animal. It was and 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 I played on the Harlem Globe Trotter uh, with 
a guy named Bobby Joe Mason, who was the MVP of the uh, NIT from Bradley. Mm-hmm. I played on the team with uh, David Ladden, who was the uh, starting center for Texas Western that uh, beat University of Kentucky in the 1966 championship. I played on a team with a guy named uh, Curly Neal, who was probably the best ball handler, the best shooter I've ever known in my life. He was amazing. He was. And, I mean, as a real ball player, without the Globetrotters in the side, it's a, he was a tremendous ball player. Where did he play ball? He played at Johnson C. Smith. It's, it's in the what, CIAA, and he's from Eastern, uh, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, CIAA. So we played uh, – we have we have have a team. We played against teams in France and England and Germany. That was their national teams, and we never lost to any of them. Of course, basketball wasn't as pure as it is now. You see, the German beat us in the fever here, but a week, two weeks ago, right? And so it's totally different. Even though most of those guys are in the NBA. So yeah, right. And and I mean, the Harlem Globetrotters was. Uh, entertainment. Yeah, we was we you know, did, uh, uh, that was an important thing for us to make the people happy, make the kids laugh. And so it was different, right? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like competitive no. at Kentucky Wesleyan or right. other places. It right. was it Absolutely. was more you were there to make people happy. That's what we, that's what we did was we made the people happy, we made people forget about the bad things that happened to them that day. Uh, happened yeah. to them, you know. They came out and. <coughs> Excuse me. They came out and they laughed and they went home happy. You know, I mean, I've had the opportunity to go uh, and and see the Globetrotters, you know, in my early days. And, mm-hmm. and in fact, you were part of that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the silly stunts. Yeah. <laughs> where, you know, I'll never forget the bucket of confetti. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. just things like that. And the kids loved it. Little kids loved it. You know, mm-hmm. when, when they, they thought they were going to get a bucket Back of water, water thrown yeah. on them. Oh, yeah. And it was confetti. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, yeah. And uh, what was the team? The uh, Washington? Washington Generals and uh, New York National. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So it, it was always funny because yeah. you, you always saw it was the the – the Washington Generals. Generals, yeah. They, and they may have the worst record in the history absolutely. of Absolutely. I don't think they ever won a game, did they? <laughs> well, no, they did. Actually, they did. But I wasn't on the team that they beat. They, they beat the uh, team. Uh, actually, Kareem was on the team when they did oh, finally he was. beat them. Yeah, <laughs> he was playing with the Washington Generals. They had a couple of NBA players. Okay. There, there, so it was later on in uh then the, in the, after Kareen had retired, so it was probably in the nineties, mid late nineties, okay. yeah. But but you know, it seems like that would be a, a, a different level of of basketball because you're entertaining at that point. And I, I, what was that like? You know, well, you know, it it was uh, what we had to do. What made it made the Globe Trials so successful during the period of time that I, I was playing was the fact that we knew we had to play basketball, but we did we could not forget why we was there, and that was to make the audience laugh and cry and have a good time. But then we, we had to play basketball. We could play basketball, and we did play basketball. Um Dope Charles had some tremendous ball players besides myself. Uh, but they, you know, Connie Hawkins played oh, with absolutely. the Harlem Globe Will Chamberlain played with the Harlem Globe The first black guy, <coughs> the first black guy to play in the NBA played with the Harlem Globe As a matter of fact, the Harlem Globe uh, uh, well, Carl Green, the clock, he played with the Harlem Globe uh, traded him to the New York Knicks. Okay. Yeah, and then they had another guy from Chicago who was like the second black player in the NBA. His name was Sweetwater Clifton. You may have heard of I him. I have. Yeah. So they had some tremendous ball players doing throughout throughout the time. Well, well there was no question. You could tell when you watched the Globetrotters that there was talent. Yes. Yeah, you know, a lot I mean, of talent. You can't have, you can't do the things, the stunts or right. the tricks or whatever you want to call them and not have skill. Right. 
And, and, you know, you could yeah, tell that you guys were basketball players. Yeah, we were. We was uh, like I said, we had all Americans on there. We had uh, guys who, uh, Mellow Rock Lemon, who was a tremendous basketball player, as well as a comedian. He was he was he funny guy. Yeah, he was a show. He could do a show, but he could also play basketball. He could make sh- incredible shots. <clears throat> He could kick the ball in from midcourt. I mean, yeah. you know, he he could do it and throw his throw his famous hook from the corner, right? And 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 he made it at least three times a week. You know, I mean, we do. He throw one shot up, and the three times a week he was averaging making it. It's almost fifty percent. That's some guys can't even make layups at fifty percent. <laughs> That's a fact. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. It was quite an experience. And um, oh, I wanted to tell you about this. Uh, talking about. One of the one of the one of the things that I remember was the day that we went to the Chinese theater to have put our hand in the in the cement. Oh, okay. They gave us yep. the star, yep. star to Globe Trotter, star in the uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame, and man, that was uh, that was. It brought tears, you know, because you saw all these really, really, really famous people there. Stars. Stars, yeah. yeah. And here you was moving right in beside them. And so it was uh, it was quite it was quite an adventure. I, I I had a picture of my wife. She took it from me. I was going to bring it. and it, But I think Roy may already have it. Roy is unbelievable also. But uh, he may already have it, but my wife wouldn't let me because she said I forget. She gave me one picture I brought somewhere, and I forgot it. Forgot to bring it back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and we called the hotel, and they didn't, of course, they hadn't seen it or didn't know anything about it. So, so you talk about your wife. Tell uh-huh. me. Tell me about your family. Well, I, my wife, she came with me. She, if it weren't for her, I don't know what I'd do. She saved, she saved, she has that. literally saved my life. She's, uh, uh, she's made me change a lot of who I was and, 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 the, and, and become so much more family oriented. I got six grandkids. I got a grandson that's, congratulations. That's, yeah. Got a grandson that's eight. And we go all the way up to my oldest granddaughter, who's uh, 29. Oh, wow. <coughs> so my granddaughter, my oldest one, Trey, she works for the University of Colorado. Well, uh, Dion just Dion had some success. Yeah, and she's a fundraiser. She, oh, yeah, she she she's uh, done really well for the three years she's been out there and raising money. So she was going to leave and come back here because she said it was so lonely and so cold in Colorado. But then they <laughs> gave her a raise, so I said, "Well, you can buy your coat with that. You know, we figure out how to keep it warm." It's all perspective, exactly. Isn't because if you come back here and you know not making much money, I'm sure you're going. Hit on granddaddy, <laughs> so I really can stay out of there. <laughs> yeah. So, and your other grandkids are. Let's see. She does that. Yeah. And, and my other one, it, it's she's at DePaul. The next to her, she's nineteen. She's at DePaul University. Okay. She got a full uh, academic scholarship. To oh, good DePaul. for her. Yeah. And I tell you, DePaul is a really a good school. Absolutely, it is. Uh, I was surprised that she would. Uh, go to Chicago to go to school because she's always so quiet and you never, you know, you never, but you never know. You don't know. You don't know what's inside. And uh, then there's, uh, I got two that's 15. Okay. Uh, and then I got one that's 12 and she's a dancer. She's a, she is a tremendous dancer. She's, she came to Orangeboro and danced in and and for the uh, in the ballet competition. Okay, and and, and also in Lethargic, I think I'm saying that right. But she's a terrific dancer. And then there's my eight year old, and Lord help us with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I say that about ours. Uh, you know, in this world we live in today. Yeah. You know, there, there's so many things they can do and so many isn't things that, to get into. Isn't it amazing that the, the that these young kids would like, like say he's eight years old. He knows stuff that I didn't know until I was in junior college. Dallas, all right. Or or later, uh, if I knew it all, absolutely yeah, unbelievable, it's amazing. It, it so really we is. we have five. My wife and I 
have two kids and, mm-hmm. and five grandkids mm-hmm. and they're all around the, here. And uh, the same thing. The oldest yeah. is 16, uh-huh. just got his intermediate driver's license. Oh, yeah. So, so, you know, it's so, uh, Lord help everybody yeah. else on the road. Right. Right? Yeah, I know, that's right. <laughs> You've got two 15s getting yeah, ready to yeah. do that. That's all they talk about. Sure. Are you going to be able to get me that car when I get not giving you my That's right. car? That's right. <laughs> I won't even be letting you drive my car. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they, I guess they have to learn sometime. Yeah. We did. Yeah, exactly. Right? Well, you know what we did, and I don't, I don't know how I learned, because my dad didn't even have a car. You know, that's the truth. Actually, he didn't have a car, and uh, so I had nobody— I came to West End. I didn't have no license. I was probably the only 18-year-old here in school with no license. And the guys that I played with, they just let me drive and I do stuff. They and they say, I ain't let you drive no more. You know, <laughs> I was a risk, I guess. But, you know, uh, actually Roger was let me drive and uh, Danny Barker. Y'all know if you know Danny Barker, he's from Orangeboro. I, I do know. So, yeah, he's from Orangeboro. So he and I are the same, same year we came out of high school. We're we're in uh, so he used to let me drive his car and uh, practice driving. So he's the only one that uh, had any faith in me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe he had an older car he didn't care as much about. Listen here, (laughs) listen here. Back then, all them cars was old. (laughs) That's right. Oh, but they were simple cars. You know, you didn't have to have all the technology, and the cars was basic. The which steering wheels was basically the gear was on the steering wheel, and you went drive, reverse, and neutral. And it, yep, plugs and points, <laughs> and you could change, change them both. Right? Bow, exactly. <laughs> you could just, you could see which one was dead. You know, yeah. now you got to go put it on the uh, machine, and then that'll charge you another two hundred dollars just put uh, it on the machine to tell you what is wrong with it. That's right, and yeah. five thousand to fix it. <laughs> fix it exactly. Oh my God, to fix it. Oh, but I tell you what. I, I am so happy that I chose Kentucky Western. I, 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 every day that I have a chance to talk about it, I don't mind talking about it because it was, the people was good to me. The people, the community was good. Uh, biggest thing was we won and the people in the community, love, like any community, love to win. Absolutely. And so we was winners and so they didn't have a problem with us. We didn't. We didn't have no bad kids. We had some uh, some mischief people on our team, but we didn't have no bad people, and that was good, you know, because that's that's not always the same. The truth nowadays, you know. No, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, this community has always gotten mm-hmm. behind Kentucky. Good Western sure have. Since they came here from Winchester, and and Mister Hawker uh, brought us here, and. He was a tremendous person. Absolutely. Tamish, he was a tremendous person. He was very, very, very sincere, and he used to really support us. And uh, I don't know how some of the things we got done, he got them done for us. I found out later he got them done, but he was a tremendous person and, uh, and his whole family. Yeah. But, Dallas, you— have been a tremendous ambassador for Kentucky Wesleyan all these years. Oh, you know, yeah. you you have been, I think I heard you say to seventy five countries. Yep. Yep. Around the globe three times. Yes. And it's my understanding that every one of those stops, every one of those countries, every time you would mm. circle this globe, you would always talk about Kentucky yeah, Wesleyan. Because it because yeah, and 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 it was so easy because the love that I have for Kentucky Wesleyan, I still have because <clears throat> they gave me an opportunity to grow. They gave me an opportunity, and they helped me to grow. And the people here supported me. And even if I didn't think I had deserved the support of someone else, then there was always someone who did. Absolutely, and, and, and you know. Kentucky Western, like I said, we were a very small school, small family school, and the Christian belief, you know, it, we are Westernian, and we're a Methodist school, we're mm-hmm. a Christian belief, that's right. and that's what I always, 
I grew up as a West as a Methodist in my family, as an AME Methodist, and we had Christian belief, and that's what I found at Kentucky Wesleyan, and that's what I that's what I talk about all the time. I I would be I could be in I could be in Barcelona, Spain, and I would talk about Orangeboro and Kentucky Wesleyan. And and probably haven't been on many interviews where I didn't talk about Kentucky Wesleyan because I was I was what they did for me changed my whole life and my whole. Oh. But I I'm I'm going to tell you that all of those times you talked about Kentucky Wesleyan was so beneficial and rewarding and special for the college oh. because what you did was. You, you promoted this school in ways that other people can't. Yeah, and I and I and I still do. I, I uh, Roy tell you, I always call him Roy. Roy, I got a guy he can play. You know, yeah. come sit. I'm sending him in the Westland. He goes like, you got to talk to the coach <laughs> because I think everybody should have an opportunity, and they gave me the opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah, and I never and I, I admire that. Yeah, and I will never have anything bad to say about Kentucky Wesleyan. The only thing bad about Kentucky Wesleyan is that it ends after four years. Uh, yeah, you know that's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, but that's, you, a, that's a perspective I had. Yeah, after four years, you know, most probably seventy five percent of the people are graduated and gone on. And so that's to me, I said, but if I could have stayed here, especially when I was 21, if I could have stayed here for the rest of my life, I would have. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so what, what did you do? You you uh, spent some time with the Globetrotters. Yeah. And then after that. Well, what, I've uh, been, I worked for, worked for uh, Department of Labor and Job Corps. Oh, here in uh, Henderson, I worked. I okay. worked in Louisville, but I recruited for Earl C. Clemens. Okay, and uh, job co up in uh, up in outside of Louisville, Whitney Young. I recruited for them and did job placement. I've been a youth advocate probably since nineteen eighty seven. And I, where I work with young people in mm-hmm. one one phase or another, mostly in job corps, and then and. Um, then at uh, in juvenile corrections for about six years, and then last fifteen years, I, in in uh, two thousand and three, I started working with JCPS, and I was uh, I did uh, job placement, help young men and women uh, who dropped out of school to get their GED and get back in school. And so, yeah, uh, JCPS is Jefferson <laughs> County Public, Public Schools. Schools, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I did that for about 15, 16 what, years. What did that look like? What did you do? Well, like I can say I worked in the program, which is uh, it's adult ed. Okay. Where you know, young young people had quit school, dropped out of school. And I say young people because we did in the program I worked with, even though anybody can get a GED, an adult ed GED, they make no difference. The particular sides of the group that I worked with was 18 to 24. Okay. So we, you know, we mostly uh, young people that are just turning up to be an adult who have quit school or dropped out of school for whatever their reason. We try to get them back in, and then we also would try to get them trades, uh, help them to find a trade. Help. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, we partner with the Urban League, and we partner with uh, uh, Kentucky. Uh, um, what is it called? Kentucky uh, Youth uh, Youth Construction. Association. Okay. What it was, what that was, was we would uh, help them find like uh, jobs, train for construction jobs. Yeah, that, trades. Trades. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. We we sent a lot of young people when they built the bridge sixty five from Louisville to uh, mm-hmm. and then the yes. toll bridge. We sent a lot of young people there. We trained them and oh, nice. and, and sent them to work. Some are still working. Some are going back to being who they was, but that happens. But but you gave them the opportunity. opportunity. That's the whole key is, see, if you don't have opportunity, you don't never know. That's just the reality of it. it. it you know, you were given an opportunity years yeah. ago, and you yeah. took advantage of the yes. opportunity, and uh, not everybody does. Well, you know what? I don't know if you know, but uh, I'm sure you talked to Roy. He's got the stats on this, but. When I was here at Wesleyan in the 60s and in the, in the early 70s, 
I think the team that I played on in my senior year, every one of those graduated. Congratulations. From, from Kentucky West. And I, I'm, I'm not real sure, but I'm pretty sure it was pretty close to, uh, if not 100%, probably 90%, 80%. That was the team that I played on. And most of the teams I played on. The thing about Kentucky Wesleyan, too, that, that, that cannot be missed is they expect you to do the work. And if you do the work, you'll graduate. Right. Yeah, we we, we had maybe the whole time I was here, we probably had two to three guys who quit. And who left and didn't and do whatever they do. But 90% and at least 90% of all the people that came here to graduate, and that's just not in sports. They stayed four years, they graduated. Right. Yeah, and that's not just basketball or baseball or football. No, just across all Just students. across all, yeah. At one point in time, I think when I came back here, and that was probably as a tail end of you was leaving, I came back in 84, 85, 85, 86. And I think at that time, Kentucky Western ranked like third or fourth in the South region of a liberal arts school. And yeah, and so so I mean it was and and students graduating with degrees and getting jobs in they field because that was a long time ago. Now you like to get a it is. I mean, it's a long time ago. <laughs> long, but, but you're right. Yeah. So you know, I mean, you 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 have to think about the reality of that when you look put it into if you put it into the basket. And you reach down in the basket, you get something out, and you get Kentucky Western out, you got a pretty good yeah. half out of that basket. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. That's how, that's how I think about it. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's my school, and I defend it. Here. <laughs> uh, amen. Amen. All day long. All every day, day long. That's right. This is good. It's been a good school. It's been good to me. And, uh, the people that I know, the guys that I played with, uh, went to school with, they all at some point in time feel the same. And that, that we talk about, you know, we still have a lot. The guys come back. Yes. They, you know, like 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 tonight for for the event that I'm here for, the, to be inducted into the Alumni Hall of Fame, there's like five or six guys that's my age or older it's coming back just to, to, to support. Who did that? Yeah, that's that? fantastic. Yeah, who does that? You know, and then there's other guys who called me and said, I ain't going to be able to do that because, you know, people got other lives. And they had that's other, right. Uh, and, and so uh, Dick called. He's called three times yesterday. I said, okay, <laughs> Dick, I, I understand, you know. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, but you appreciate the yeah, fact but, that he cares enough yeah, to that's call. That's right. That's right. That he thought enough of me. And that's right. That he called me, and he didn't text me. He called me, and and I mean a telephone call. Yeah, What's that? yeah that's what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> anymore, nobody talked on the phone. They just, but uh, he called me, and then I talked to you know guy. Do you know Ernie Ernie Simpson? I do not. Okay, Ernie. He's Ernie was a hell of a basketball player and coach. He coached high school in Bowling Green. Okay, and he's retired now, but. Uh, he called me. We played together. Yesterday I had about four calls, four or five calls from guys that I played with who knew about it but couldn't be here. And I, and I just wanted wow. to, yeah, I just wanted to let them know that I'm just glad that they thought about me. So you mentioned your wife. Yeah. What's her name? Her name is Diane. Diane. Yeah. Well, and, uh, we need to shout out to Diane. Well, thank you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Diane. And, um, and she's, you, uh, she's waiting on me. She's probably getting ready now because it takes her a while. I'm sure you, your wife <laughs> it takes a while. I can't say that, Dallas. No, no, no. No, no my wife gets ready quick. <laughs> oh, my wife. Oh, Lord. Now, you know that's not true, but yeah. I had to say that. <laughs> you had to say that's good. You got to get those points there. <laughs> so, um, how long have you been married? I've been married to Diane since 2006. So this is coming up on 15 years. Wow. Congratulations. I, yeah, yeah, 2006. 
coming up. Oh, boy, it's coming up on me. Yeah, 15 years. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this, she's my second wife. My uh, my first wife, we had uh, we had two kids. And my son, he passed away right at the outbreak of COVID. Okay. And he had uh, COVID as well as cancer. And so. Oh, he, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, well, yeah. You never, th- you never think that you'll bury your children. But, no, sir. Uh, but you know what, Miss Hart? It's happening a lot more now than it ever did before because of the lifestyles of the young people. I believe that's true. Uh, it's still, it's still not, a, not, still not something that you want to wake up to that your son or your daughter is gone. But uh, his name was Dallas, and uh, I was talking to a gentleman that. Uh, uh, Next door, he's talking about he's begging. Well, that's where my son lived at. He lived in Las Vegas for okay. the last 10 years, and he was a professional uh, card dealer. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so he went all, he's like his dad. I went all the world playing ball. He went all over the world dealing card poker games. Wow, uh, that's, so, that's interesting. Yeah, that's in there. Yeah, so that was exciting. And, uh, he, you know, he always said, usually said, he's very well, he's missed. Absolutely. Yeah. But my wife, she's a, she, she does, she does marvelous things with me. I'm sure I'm a work of art. <laughs> I like that well, of art. I, or a piece of work. A I don't know work, which yeah, one, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, a piece of work. Probably that one more. And if you ask her, I mean, she that's probably, what my wife calls me. Yeah, right? You're yeah, a real piece of work. Yeah, and if you ask her, I'm sure she she have a different spin on it, but it would be the same thing. <laughs> she said, well, you know, first she said, well, I don't know if I'm going to go. But then I said, well, okay, I'll just drive by myself. Said no, you can't drive. Uh, you. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you you knew what to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I just drive. Uh-huh. No, she, but she's right. I don't need. I don't drive as much as I used to, and I don't need to. Amen, brother. Yeah, I understand. Like I said, nighttime, I try not to drive at all, and unless it's all just necessary. Absolutely critical. Yeah, I got to do it. Exactly. That's right. But uh, she she's she's really a wonderful person, and. Uh, she, she, she's taking care of me when nobody else take care of me. She does. <laughs> I got one of those too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Brenda so, is uh, yeah. an angel. Yeah, she is. My wife is too, and she's a good. She's a really, really good person. I better not say all these good things about her because she might get me. Well, so I had a fellow in here not too many weeks ago, and he said, "You know, I got to stack the little things up." For when I do the big things. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I understand that. <laughs> so you're just stacking the little yeah, things up yeah, right now. I, right? I'm going to tell them, you know, you need to listen to that podcast. I talked about you. Tell her. Um, we'll make sure you get, she gets a copy, copy of this. Of it, right? yeah. you, you get a copy that you can keep and play yeah. over and over again. Right, that's what she needs. Because <laughs> so um, it, 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 I think... Am I right that uh, you had the opportunity to be on a TV show? Uh-huh. Tell me about that. Well, I was on, actually, I was on three different TV shows. Okay. I was, I was, we did a movie, a two-hour movie, How I'm Globe Child Rescue Gilligan from Gilligan Island. Gilligan's Island. Yeah, and so that was like a full-feature movie. Yes. And, uh, that was uh, that was incredible. Um, I learned a lot of bit. Learned quite a bit about uh, Hollywood and about movie making and about maybe some you didn't want to know. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah, I found out that all the time you see all those people, there ain't nobody there but four or five people. Oh my heaven! <laughs> so I mean, you know, but it had to be kind of cool yeah, to be with was. Gilligan and the skipper oh, yeah. and the professor, and and it yeah. was. And it was a two two hour, two and a half hour long feature uh, movie, NBC. Um, and at the end of it, uh, Roy always get on me because I we played against some robots from from uh, out of space. Yeah, and uh, I fouled out. Couple of guys fouled out, so we was down to like three players left, and Gilligan and the skipper had to play with us. 
Okay. So you have five minutes on okay. field. And so uh, Gilligan made the last shot, and they and then they decided that since they had so many people there for the game that they weren't going to leave the island and, to, and go back with us. So we came, we, our plane crashed. So when the people came to pick us up, we were supposed to take Gilligan and all yeah. of the, all the uh, yeah. uh, people. And they wouldn't now. go. And so they didn't go because oh. they said all those people <laughs> had came to watch the game. They figured they're going to have a tremendous uh, uh, community now. And so that, and then I was also on uh, White Shadow. You, you, you remember oh, yeah. White Shadow? Yeah, I was Absolutely. on White Shadow twice and we was on uh, Love Boat. No. Oh. The love boat. Yeah, yeah, it was on the love boat. And we was also on the uh, night show with Johnny Carson. No. Yeah. So, That's I mean, there neat. was things that I was a part of. They had other things that I was a part of that. Uh, we uh, uh, did a TV show in New York with all the with all the stars of the 80s. Uh, and we was a part of that. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it, but... It was like a two-hour musical special and okay. uh, a variety show. And, uh, and that was like about 80, 81, and, uh, right before we did the Gilligan Islands because we left there and went to uh, do the Gilligan Islands the next year. Okay. Uh, let's see. Well, one other thing I did was we met the, I met the Prime Minister of China. Oh, I bet that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, that was that was very interesting. He loved basketball, and so he came to the United States. He wanted to meet the Harlem Globetrotters, so they brought us to uh, New York, and 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 we and we met him, and we talked with him, took a lot of pictures with him, and uh, he shot basketball. Uh, it's quite yeah, say it was quite a quite a life. Uh, just the fact that, you know, you come from such a small little school. Absolutely. And boy, you're getting to do all these things. And, and, uh, it was, it was, it was good. It was a tremendous life. And I said, I'm 77 now. So, um, time do fly. Absolutely (laughs) does. Yeah. So the last few years have appeared to go by much faster than those. You know, my parents always said that to me, and I didn't believe it until I got older. That's right. You know, now I'm in my 60s, and it's like, hmm. Yeah, I get it. I believe it. These birthdays seem to come a lot quicker. Uh, All the time. time, Every other week, right? (laughs) Yeah. A lot quicker than 12 months, these birthdays come about. (laughs) So, Dallas, I don't want to forget. There's one important thing, and you mentioned it, and um, you are receiving an honor. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, inducted into a Kentucky Western Alumni Hall of Fame, which is a little different than Basketball Hall of Fame, a sports Hall of Fame. This is a, a, a different animal, and I'm proud that someone thought enough of me to nominate me, first of all, and then someone thought enough for me to, to approve it. You so it, it, I have the privilege of being the president of the Alumni Association Board. Oh, well, that's what the Roy was telling me. I was, and I kept, I kept seeing, well, I kept seeing President Hart, but I didn't, I didn't put it together. And so it's something that I have, um, uh, I feel very special about, you know, well, being I, able to serve the college in that capacity. Yeah. Um, but when your nomination came through, it was a very easy choice. Well, I'm with, sure. with as much ambassadorship as you have done for Kentucky Wesleyan and the athletics aside, just an ambassador. Yeah, to Kentucky Wesleyan College, and thank you for that. Well, I, I think I think Kentucky Wesleyan, because what Kentucky Wesleyan allowed me to be, I could never be. I would never be, like I said to you earlier in this podcast. I never have a day where I'm upset with this school. Absolutely, and I feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, you may have some days where you may not agree with everything, but I'll never have a day where I'm upset with this school. I think it's a tremendous school. If somebody asks me where should they go to school, I say Kentucky Wesleyan. Number one. Yeah. (laughs) Well, a well-deserved honor. Thank you. Thank you for everything that you do, and um, I'm very grateful 
that you're on our side. Well, I'm grateful to be on your side. I'm grateful to be here in Orangeboro. It's been a, quite a community too, as I come and go in Orangeboro. Uh, a lot has changed. We have tripled, I think, the population from when I was Probably there. so. Yeah, because when I came to Orangeboro in 64, there was like 20,000 people or so. Okay. And it's I about th- 60. Yeah, and I think now it's about 60 or 70,000 people, and it's has spread out. Absolutely has, oh, yeah. It has really spread what out. What used to be cornfields yeah. and bean fields yeah. and tobacco fields well, is now subdivisions. Yeah, Southside, where Southside once stood. Oh, yeah, stood. Southside Barbecue. <laughs> yeah, where Southside once stood. But that was the end of it. Yeah, Nothing that's, what it, that's outside, right. right. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> In the first way, there wasn't any. Mm-mm. So now you circle around. It's a, it's quite it's, it's it's almost a metropolis. It absolutely is, but it's you know it's it's got that small town feel. Yes, still. it do. Yeah, it's well, a good place. It's a great it, place. It, to raise it will a always have it for me because that's where I remember it and that's yes, how sir. I lived it. Yeah. So I thank you very much. Well, I you're th- you're very welcome. Yeah, I thank we you are all for nominating me and for choosing me. I really do. It's been uh, quite a uh, it's been quite a, a, a ride on the boat just to, to be like you said first of all nominated and then to be chosen. Absolutely. Yeah. I well, appreciate you very again, much. as I said, well deserved, and yep. thank you for everything you do for Kentucky Wesleyan. Uh, yeah. It it is a pleasure. As long as I'm here, I will. Thank you very much, <laughs> Dallas. We are ending nearing the end of our time. Um, I, I want to give you an opportunity for a final word. Well, my final word would be if you listen to this podcast and you don't have a school to go to, come look at Kentucky Wesleyan. It's a tremendous school with a rich, rich history of success, and not just in sports, but in life. And I think it is an awful your opportunity to become a better person. And I thank you all for listening. Dallas, thank you very much for taking your time, valuable time, to come and talk with us and talk with everybody. Uh, This is Doug Hoyt. I have the privilege of being your host of the Alumni Evolution Podcast. And until next time, everybody take care. This has been another episode of Alumni Evolution the official podcast of the KWC Alumni Association hosted by Doug Hoyt, class of 1984. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow the Alumni Association on social media at KWC Alumni. See you next time, Panthers.